It's week 18, do or die. Let's dive right in. an NFL Confidence Pool podcast. I'm your host, Mac. And I'm your host, Bob. And it has been three weeks too long, away from the mic, out of the studio, Oof. traveling around for the holidays. How are your holidays, Bob? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, happy, happy 2024. Uh, the holidays were great. Spent about 10 days back in Michigan, Michigan, in the mitten, and uh, it was great. Saw a lot of family, uh, saw a lot of loved ones, saw a lot of friends. It was a really good mixture. Um, definitely exhausting. Definitely slept in a lot of different uh, beds and sleeping arrangements. So I was very happy to get back to my apartment uh, yesterday early morning, but it was a fantastic Christmas and holiday break. More importantly, how was Europe? How was yours? Oh, love, well, first of all, love to hear that. Glad you made it back safely to the Windy City. Thank uh, you. There was a lot of football sprinkled in there as well between oh, all so the, much. the celebrations. But yes, uh, our holidays were great. Uh, spent some, a good amount of time over in Europe, bouncing around a couple different countries. And wow. it was just magical. Going to all the little Christmas markets, the little fairy tale towns. 10 out of 10, recommend doing that. Just do a little something for yourself every once in a while strongly recommend and you know my therapist would recommend it as well so i really like that shout out to all therapists out there and shout out to <laughs> europe for christmas 10 out of 10 sounds amazing and yeah i bet it's I bet it's a little tough to, to get back into the work grind but thank goodness for week 18 and playoff football right around the corner because we have a lot to uh to look forward to here in the next couple coming weeks we do we absolutely do and yeah it is tough getting back into the swing of things here um it was a little easier spending some of my day trying to pick through and look at look at some of these choices for week 18. But I got to say, this is going to be a tough week. And it always is a tough week because there are a lot of uh, wrenches thrown into the plans for teams that are playoff uh, contenders, teams that are completely eliminated, trying to play spoiler in week 18, teams that have things locked up and that are benching their starters. So it's a really unpredictable week. It's notoriously unpredictable. It's going to be a tough one for us to win the Buco Bucks, but we got to do it, is my understanding. Unfortunately, we do have to do it. The last couple of years, the hooligans have been really good about winning at least, I think we've won at least two the last two years, if I'm not mistaken. And I think usually, you're right. Yeah, I know we, we got at least two last year, and I believe that we got at least two the year prior. So we, uh, we've we been struggling a little bit here in 2023, but it is no longer 2023. It's now 2024. And like we were telling y'all a couple weeks ago, we tend to do pretty dang good around the holidays. And it is still technically the holiday season. So last week, uh, the last three, unfortunately, as I'm sure all of our wave riders are picking up on, we didn't win the Buco Bucks yet. Haven't really become uh, been too close, unfortunately. But this is our last chance and we got to do it. So let's uh, let's put up or shut up here. I don't know what's in the water. I don't know if we're so focused on beating each other for the Waffle House Challenge that maybe it's kind of clouding our judgment on our picks together. I don't know what Could it be. is, but 
We haven't been we haven't been on our game this year, but it's not over yet. We have one week left. Yep. And then typically isn't there some sort of pool for the playoffs or is that an old Survivor League? I believe that there's a pool for the playoffs. So we'll definitely get in that. Um I'm not sure if it's additional moolah, but as we'll get to, me and you have just come across a little additional moolah thanks to fantasy. We both have. We both have had a slight influx in our uh, bank accounts over yes, the past we have. few weeks. Do you want to talk about why you had a slight influx and then I'll, sure, I'll jump into sure. mine? Okay. Glad glad to. Um, yeah. So as Bob and I have mentioned in the past couple of, you know, episodes, seasons, everything, we also play fantasy football in addition to these confidence pool leagues. Uh, we play against each other in one league. I'm in another league with my wife, Nick, and her family. Um, and thankfully, feeling feeling very honored to have made it to the finals, the championship game in both of those leagues, both wow. my family's league with you and then in the Knicks family's league as well. I went one of two this year, so I'm, I'm happy for the one win. You win some, you lose some. I did Absolutely. win the league against Knicks family, took out good old soon-to-be, I guess he would be my brother-in-law, right? Marrying, also into marrying the family, Mario took him out in the finals. He had CMC who really got him there, but CMC didn't really show up this last week and I think hurt a lot of people that have him in the championship game. I would have to agree. He he definitely helped uh, guide a lot of managers to the championship game. And yeah, I think he had his worst point total game of the season on Sunday, which was not good timing for those in the uh, the championship games, including Mario. So unfortunately for him, very fortunate for you that you got the win. Congratulations. And wait, so you said in, you're in a league with your family and then Nick's family. You won your family. So I think that means that I won the other league. <laughs> I won Nick's family. And I didn't say that you were in the championship with me, but yes, oh. you were in the championship out the with bag. me. And I lost that one. So process of elimination. Congratulations, Robert. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. I appreciate it. Uh, I've had some dark days in fantasy, as you know. Um, I've had a lot of last place finishes, second to last. So it's really just a good change to be in the championship game, to get that that fantasy crown. And I definitely plan on keeping it moving forward. So it was a good feeling mm, on the weekend. We'll week see about that one. We definitely will. Um, I, think <laughs> I, I think I'm going to crack the code. So I am planning on keeping this going for many years into the future. I'm assuming that Mac's not going to uh, let that happen too, too easily. But yeah, on a Sunday where my boys uh, unfortunately were eliminated from the playoffs, but got a win. I also was able to get a win. So look at us. You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some, and we both won some money. So we'll probably go and lose it in the playoff confidence pool. Probably. Knowing us, that's exactly what's going to (laughs) happen. All right. Well, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, It is very sad to see the regular season of the NFL come to a close, but I must say as a Lions fan, I am very excited to see what we do in the playoffs. Please don't rip my heart out, boys, like you did. Well, you didn't. The refs did this past weekend, which I'll get into that later. Don't want to spend too too much time on it. I was going to say, we already promised, well, I guess not publicly, but I promised that this being the last regular season uh, episode of the year. This will be Let New Year's. Under an hour. Ding, 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 ding. How did you know that? I don't know. Just a wild hunch. The New Year is all about new, new uh, resolutions, new goals. And one of my goals in 2024 is to be a better host, be a little bit more cognizant of our Wave Riders time. 
And I hereby, in 2024, promise to never, in all caps, N-E-V-E-R, go north of one hour on the air. And I'm just going to prove my uh, my honesty in that resolution here this afternoon. All right. Well, I can say with certainty that uh, I am probably most of our wave riders are looking forward to seeing you try to follow through on that promise. I appreciate that. And I, I meant to text you earlier about this, but I figured we would just chat about it online. I know we were texting about possible punishments for the fantasy championship game. I know we had it down to two. I'm not sure if we actually came to a conclusion about which one we were going to go with, but did we did we ever uh, single out I one? Guess or you're that right. just... I don't know that we did. I think we said it was going to be something when you came to visit in a few weeks. Um, I yes. think one of the things on the line was maybe me buying you a beer or something or having to make sure everybody got you the money. I don't know. I don't remember. We'll have to come up with something retroactively. As long as it's not too crazy, I'll agree to it. Yeah, it won't be too, too crazy. Something like you um, drinking a whole bottle of like the Scoville 1 million or something like that. Or like you buy- <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Or you buy like all my food and drinks when I'm in Asheville. Nothing, nothing too crazy because I know I've never owed you any beers and not- you know, not, not giving those out to you, not follow through on those. So we'll discuss offline. Um, Max, good sport about it. She did beat me twice in the regular season, but you know what? My team decided to uh, show up when it mattered and we're both champs. So I think this is a perfect segue into how we're going to become champs for the Buka Bucks for the first time this year. I totally agree. But before we do that, we do got to talk about one more thing. One yeah. of us will be a champion and one of us will not in the Waffle House Challenge. And... <laughs> Things were looking gray. Things were looking gray. It was storming outside. Things were not looking good for Mac. I believe I was down six or seven at one point. I have fought and clawed my way back. (sighs) Folks, I don't know if you remember, I think it was week two. Bob and I chose five games separate. He got all five correct. I had the opportunity... The first week that we were not here on air, we again chose, I think it was five or six separately. I got all of them correct and made my way back to one. I've been taking some Hail Mary shots, so I'm back down to now two behind because I did some crazy attempts at trying to take the lead. It didn't pan out for me, but that's okay. I'm still in this heading into week 18. And spoiler alert, we have a lot of games that we have chosen differently for week 18. So this is coming down to the wire. It's anybody's game at this point. And I just got to say, overall, I am very pleasantly surprised with how evenly matched we are with picking games, getting them correct, choosing accurately. I'm impressed with us. We know our stuff. We know our stuff. We love football. I think that's the most obvious statement that anyone's heard in 2024. But I'm also impressed with us. And I'm impressed with your resiliency. Uh, Thanks, like you Bob. said, it was it was looking dark for you. It was looking very bright for me. I was up by six, and I thought that was just going to be too much to uh, to come back from. And Mac almost got it all back. Um, I'm out here fighting. I'm clawing for my life. And you know what? I'm making things happen. And who knows? One of us is going to be eating a lot of waffles. And for a while, it was for sure going to be me. I don't know. It's not as for sure anymore. It's not as for sure. Uh, it's I think- pretty sure, but... <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's not very, very sure. I'm up by two right now. Spoiler alert. And I think I can speak for everybody, all of our wave riders, when I think everyone's pretty much cheering for me in this. Uh, people oh, want to see, they? people want to see you eat the waffles. I've, I, I did a couple uh, Instagram polls when you were gone. So did you probably you? weren't, 
You probably weren't yeah, too connected. Yeah, I remember seeing those. Yeah, you probably weren't too connected because um, I know in Western Europe, uh, there's not a lot of really clean, yeah, no fast Wi-Fi internet. Whatsoever. <laughs> no Wi-Fi in those hotels in Paris and Zurich and places like that. But I had a couple polls up and it was a resounding, we want to see Mac in the Waffle House eating waffles. So um, I'm doing this for you wave riders. I'm doing this for all the little guys. I'm doing it for the people that just, just got to prove something. And I was way up. Then I was a little down. I'm up by two. Spoiler alert. I think I've said that like four times already this episode. I think this, you is have. A, this is a record amount of games that we have different. I think we had six one week, and I believe this we've never had seven. Record. This is a new record for sure. We have seven games different this weekend. Uh, as Mac alluded to, good word, new word, new me. Uh, there's a lot of teams resting. There's a lot of teams with a lot on the line. There are some teams that don't have anything to play for it. And there's some, some teams that are just trying to spoil it for the other guy. So there's a lot to dive into. A couple injuries, nothing too crazy. But yeah, it set up perfectly for, it's going to be some waffle, some craziness. Um, yeah, a lot is going to happen in this challenge this week. So It sure is. It's going to so be big time. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead. And without further ado... Why don't you set us up, Bob, tee us up, paint the picture for us. What's the current NFL playoff picture looking like? Who's still got stuff to play for? I'll go ahead and talk, touch on who has nothing to play for anymore. What's what's the picture looking like here? Yeah, so the picture is looking pretty blurry. There is only a couple teams that have locked up their spot in cement with the exact seating and spot and all that good stuff. So, As of now in the NFC, we got the Ravens at number one. They have already clinched home field advantage in the AFC throughout. So the playoffs have to go through. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, Lamar, very nice. They have to go through Lamar, Edgar Allan Poe, and the Ravens. And yeah, the Ravens are locked in at one, so they have nothing to play for this weekend. As of now, the two seed in the AFC is the Dolphins playing the seven seed, the Colts, obviously in Miami. The current three seed is the Kansas City Chiefs, who have been struggling against the six-seed Bills in Kansas City. And the last two teams in the AFC right now are the Jags playing at home in Jacksonville against the Browns. So that's the current AFC playoff picture as it stands today, January 3rd, 2024. Weird to say that. In the NFC, the Niners, just like the Ravens, their counterpart, have locked in the number one seed. So everybody in the NFC has to go through Mr. McCaffrey and beautiful San Francisco and the Ravens. So they don't have anything to play for this Sunday. As of now, the Cowboys, a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, drama from Saturday night. They are currently uh-huh. the two seed hosting the bleh, Packers. Not that the Bears have anything to say about that. So we got Cowboys two at home against the Packers as of now. We got, gasp, what? Something's got to be wrong here. The three seed, does that say Lions? Something's. <gasps> Okay, Matt, I think I got Lions? I think I gotta double check my notes because it says Lions on the three seed, but that can't be right, right? I think it's right. Wow. Yeah, okay. I guess as and of now. Let's just be real. It should be Lions at the two seed. No. That's... One, would we be the one seed? No, we'd be the two seed. You'd be tied record wise with the Niners, but still with a chance for the one seed. So yeah. There was a lot of drama. We will dive into that. No pun intended. Dive in. So, yeah, as of now, the Lions, the Detroit Lions, hosting their first ever playoff game in Ford Field against their old friend Matthew Stafford and the Rams. And finally. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. 
And the last two teams in the NFC, we got the Bucs. Someone's got to win the NFC South, right? As of now, they're in first place in the NFC South, hosting the absolutely recently dreadful, sorry, Big T, Eagles, who have just been really trying to give away their positioning the last four or five weeks. So, yeah, that is how the playoff picture currently stands in the NFC. Okay. Thanks for running through all that, Bob. I appreciate that. So now that we know who's currently in the playoffs, um, we'll go ahead and take a look at who's eliminated. So everybody left still has a chance. From the AFC, sadly, the Denver Broncos, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Las Vegas Raiders, the New York Jets, the Tennessee Titans, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the New England Patriots have all been eliminated from playoff contention. So that still leaves the Steelers and the Texans on the bubble fighting for a playoff spot. Yes. For the NFC, uh, it's a little bit blurrier. Uh, I would say there's a few more teams that are in contention here. Unfortunately, the Chicago Bears, the New York Giants, the Washington Commanders, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Carolina Panthers have all been eliminated. That leaves the Seattle Seahawks, the New Orleans Saints, the Minnesota Vikings, and the Atlanta Falcons all still in contention, fighting for a playoff spot, but just outside looking in at the current moment. So lots to consider, lots going on as we head into this weekend, and it's coming down to the wire for us for Waffle House. It's coming down to a lot of these teams for Week 18, trying to get in the playoffs, clawing their way. It's going to be fun. And I have a strong feeling the playoff picture is going to look different after week 18 than it is currently. I have a feeling a lot is going to change. I want to do a quick side note. Um, the Bears are 7-9. and nine. A couple of those teams on the list are still 7-9, and nine, but some bad tiebreakers and we're out of it. So shout out to my boys. You fought and clawed. But uh, onward and upward to 2024 or 25. And let's talk about the teams that still do have a chance. Should we just kind of dive right in? I think we should. Thursday, or sorry, not Thursday night. There is no Thursday night game this week. There are only Saturday and Sunday games this week. I'm wow. so used to saying Thursday night. Sadly, no Thursday games. Uh, we're going to have to wait all the way until Saturday, January 6th. Here we go. Kicking it off, 4.30 p.m., Pittsburgh Steelers at Baltimore Ravens. And if you're trying to keep track, this is game one of seven that Bob and I have chosen differently. Um, yep. I think I can safely determine what your argument is for why you chose the way that you did. Um, but okay. I'll just say for, for my team, I went ahead with the Baltimore Ravens. If this was at any other week, I think we for sure both would a hundred percent go Baltimore Ravens here. Yep. They have been dismantling teams left and right all season long. Not to be uh, overlooked was the dismantling of both the Miami Dolphins and the San Francisco 49ers, two teams that arguably could be Super Bowl contenders currently. And the Ravens just absolutely tore them apart. And I got to say, I felt, I texted Bob about this. I felt so much better about the way they destroyed my boys when I watched them then go destroy the 49ers and the Dolphins. Made me feel a lot better. Doesn't make me feel good for anybody beating them in the Super Bowl. But, hey, you never know. Anything can happen. And they've lost a couple of games. What is it, three, four games they've lost? So I think they have lost three right now, yep. So it can happen, folks. It's not impossible. Yep. But 
All that to say, I'm sticking with the home team here. I I do believe they're going to be resting probably all of their starters. I, just before we started recording, Bob told me that officially they did say they are resting Lamar Jackson and yep. that Tyler Huntley would be playing. He has played a little bit this season, and he's been doing okay. I don't know. I I think ultimately what it's going to come down here, come down to here for me is that the Ravens have an opportunity here to take out the Pittsburgh Steelers, a divisional opponent, an, an absolute rival. They have an opportunity to completely knock them out of the playoffs. The way this team has been playing incredibly well, I feel like that has to extend beyond just the starters on the field. So I'm hopeful that that energy, that motivation, those levels of play are going all the way through the entire team, not just the starters. And I think they're going to be hype. I think they're going to be ready trying to go into the playoffs. They've got a first round bye. I think they're going to try and end on a high note. And yes, their starters are going to be resting, but they still have the same coaching staff. They still have these people that have been playing with them all week long. And Baltimore just looks unbeatable right now. I don't care who you throw out there. Maybe maybe me. I think I could win at Baltimore right now. So go ahead that's I'm and, going uh... with them. And Go ahead and jersey up. Yeah, I might as well. That's why I'm going with them. I'm going with them pretty scary high because we have seven games different this this uh, week. So yep. I'm going with them at six. At six. Okay. Well, I am going with the other team at eight. So a little okay. more dangerously high. And you actually made a lot of really good points there that I didn't think about. Um, and something that also is probably going to go against my argument here. So I wish I could switch now. But uh, is the Ravens. <laughs> The Ravens already locked in the number one seed, which means they have an off week between this week and their first playoff game. So I don't think they're going to want to be too, too cold. So I'm assuming they're going to be resting some people, as Mac alluded to. They are resting um, Lamar, the the eventual MVP, it looks like, and probably he a couple other be. guys. He's going to be the MVP for sure. It looked like McCaffrey was the only guy that could stop him, and him getting injured and having a not-great game and Lamar having five touchdowns, I think, pretty much cemented that. So we'll send him a little swag. He deserves it. He'll get some hardware and some swag. But yeah, the Ravens probably aren't going to want to rest too, too many players just because they don't want to get too out of this unbelievable rhythm that they're in. The reason that I had the Steelers is because, as Max said, they have everything to play for. And their current situation is this. So it gets really murky here. And I wrote down like there's like nine different scenarios with like ties. So me and Mac decided to save some time. We're not going to talk about the ties because there's been zero ties in the NFL this year. So probably not going to happen. Now that I said that, it's probably going to be a bunch of ties this weekend. But Every single game ends in a tie. <laughs> all, all 16. Tie, 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 tie. <laughs> But the, the um, real ways and the, I guess, more um, realistic ways that the Steelers could get into the playoffs are they get in with a win plus a Bills loss or a win plus a Jags loss. So they need to win no matter what, and then they need some help no matter what. So Steelers are definitely up against it. Side note, first nugget of week 18. Hope you're hungry. Nom, 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 nom. And 2024 is about new nuggets and new, um, like I said, just new New Year's resolutions. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I'm over here nodding my head, but I know where this is going. It's not a new nugget. I think you might be a little surprised because this is a brand new nugget we've never talked about on the podcast. Coach of the Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Don't know if you've heard of him. He's a stud. He has never had a season coaching the Steelers. And he's been there for a long time, more than 20 years. He has never had a season 
where the Steelers were not at least 500. And by them beating the Seahawks on New Year's Eve, it's guaranteed another season above 500 or better. And this is a season where Pickett's been hurt, Pickens has been hurt, Mason Rudolph has started multiple games, Mitch Trubisky has started multiple oh. games. <laughs> and this and this guy still figures out a way to get his team always, it feels like, in the hunt or into the playoffs. So shout out to you, Tomlin. I know that nugget is brand new and everyone's probably like, what? Well, Ask? either way, he he's finished above 500 because right now they're 9-7. and seven. So even if they right. lose, they'd be 9-8. and eight. Exactly. So he's already guaranteed another year of not having below 500 record as the coach of the Steelers, which is just incredible with all the injuries they've had and all the uncertainties. But how would that impact him winning this week? It doesn't. I just wanted to give him a <laughs> shout out and just talk about that nugget that is just fascinating to me. Um, I found that the other night and sent it to Mac, and I'm like, oh my God, I wish we would have said this on the podcast. So, Oh my gosh. That's For a really good one. that hasn't listened to episode one of this season, please go back. <laughs> oh, shoot. I think that might get deleted. Dang it. That's kind of crazy how that shoot. happened. All that to say, like I said, I had the Steelers. I had them at eight. Uh, but this is a game um, that I would be very willing to switch for our own uh, confidences for the hooligans. So we'll talk offline. But, yeah, I okay. have Steelers just because they have so much to play for. They need a win, and they need some help. So they're going to be uh, putting it all on the line on Sunday. All right. Saturday, Sounds sorry. good. I like it. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you throwing out that nugget. And I am going to actually offer the first – true new nugget of 2024 true. because i got a pretty juicy one so i oh don't God, know God. have you eaten dinner yet want a late lunch anything i had a late lunch i'm a little stuff but i'm always ready for some nugs okay well buckle up because here's a nugget now nom nom heading in to week 18 teams that are in a must win situation so week 18 is a pretty new thing keep that in mind yep Teams that are in a must-win situation, so they win and they're in, they cannot lose or else they're out of the playoffs. Teams that are in this situation for a chance at reaching the playoffs are 18 and 28. Whoa, that's not a great win percentage. That's not a great win percentage. So it's just something to keep in mind. I know we put a lot of stock into these teams that have to win it all to get it into the playoffs, but it's really not that good of a percentage, honestly, uh, looking forward. So... Maybe we put too much stock into it. Just something to consider. Well, that's a good nugget. Um, the second new and you know exciting oh, nugget of the episode. Thank you less, for that. Less juicy than the, the Mike Tomlin one. Tomlin's super juicy. This one's pretty juicy, but yeah, I think there's a little less meat on that uh, on that nug. But Fair. thank you for that. Don't know how the heck you found that. That's a awesome nugget, and <laughs> hopefully the Bears can make that win percentage in Green Bay this Sunday a little uh, a I little uh, a little that, worse. Honestly. And I know your your boys have uh, hurt that hurt that win percentage by beating Green Bay last year. So we have boys can replicate we have that. Indeed. All right. Well, with all that being said, let's go ahead and move along to the second game of the Saturday slate, 8.15 p.m. This is a must-win game for both of these teams. So one of them's going to end up on that percentage in a good way, and one of them's going to end up in a bad way of that nugget I just shared. We have the Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Spoiler alert. Number two out of seven that we chose separately. Kick us off, Bob. Game number two of the week. Game number two that me and Mac have uh, different in the Wallflower Challenge. So I'm going to dive right in here to talk about, do you want me to talk about both uh, playoff scenarios for these teams? Yeah, go ahead. Why don't you let us know about the playoff scenarios. Bob's our playoff scenario guru. He sent me over a text earlier with all the different options. Also broken down was like if teams tied. So these were multiple pictures worth. A lot of research that you did, which I appreciate. 
You're welcome. But but yeah, why don't you give us just a quick synopsis of what we're looking at? Yes, in in uh, in the process of keeping this under an hour, um, I am going to not talk about the ties as I alluded to. So I'm not going to say that again. Save some time. Just wasted some time saying that again. But okay, so we got Colts and Texans. This is in Indy. It's Saturday night. Everything's on the line. So for the Texans, if they win, they clinch a spot. So all they need to do to clinch a wild card spot is get a win. To win the division, the AFC South, they need to beat the Colts and have the Jags lose. So the Jags are on the driver's seat for the division, but Texans can clinch it with a win and a Jags loss. So Texans win, they're in. Plain and simple. Texans win, Jags lose, they win the division. Moving on. Colts. Obviously, they're at home. Indy's going to be rocking. Lucas Oil Stadium, let's go, baby. They clinched the division, the AFC South, with a win over the Texans, obviously, and a Jags loss slash tie, sorry. And they make the playoffs with just a win. So both of these teams, they win, they're in. They need a little help to win the division. Jags are in the driver's seat, like I said. But both win, and they're in the playoffs. Everything's on the line. I think the Texans are going to win this game. And as Max said in the last game, some of these have to be a little scary high, even though they're kind of 50-50 games. Oh, my this gosh. This is really high. I have the Texans at nine. <gasps> I have the Texans at nine. And I know that's a little scary, but the Texans have been struggling a little bit because C.J. Stroud's been hurt. Nico Collins has been hurt. And both guys are healthy. And they looked dominant against the Titans. Colts are just kind of a weird team for me. Sometimes they look okay. Sometimes they look horrendous. I believe the Colts just beat the Raiders on Sunday, but it wasn't by a ton. Yeah, I'm pulling it up right now. It's like this guy yes, was ready. Yeah, 23-20. Yes, they won 23-20, but last weekend they lost 29-10 to to a Falcons team who I just had a front row seat watching them at Soldier Field. Go Bears. And the Bears absolutely dismantled the Falcons. So Colts are just one week. They look great. Beat the Steelers 30-13. to Lost to the Bengals 34-14. to Crazy. Beat the Raiders by three. Lost to the Falcons by 19. I just think the Texans have a better defense. I think the Texans have a much better quarterback. No offense to Gardner Minshew. Cool story. I think C.J. Stroud is a much better playmaker. I think he's got better playmakers around him. Jonathan Taylor's not really been the same since his injury. Almost screwed me a fantasy championship. So I got the Texans. I feel pretty confident with them. So this is probably one I'm a little uh, a little bit more stuck in the cement on in terms of moving. Wow. But yeah, that's, uh, that's what I'm at. I'd love to hear your expert analysis. Okay, sounds good. So this is one. I mean, I I wouldn't say I'm I'm certainly not as confident as you. I if we do switch to Texans, I don't necessarily think I want to go all the way nine though, because I do think there is an argument to be made for the Colts. One, they already beat the Texans once this year. I know it was sure. way early on in the season. Totally different. It's a lifetime ago. Anthony Richardson was playing. Um, you know, it was just the beginning of the season. So that can't be taken into consideration too much. Um, I would push back a little bit on the Jonathan Taylor stuff. I know he maybe fantasy wise has been doing great, but he seems to be kind of going back up in upward trajectory. Bob's, Bob's crashing it down to the bottom, but um, no. it feels like he's, he's getting back in there and in, in yeah. being a playmaker for them. And then finally, I think the biggest thing for me with this winning in scenario for both of these teams, obviously, as you mentioned, whoever loses is done. There's, there's no shot. This is how you're getting your wild card spot is is to win this game. With it being in Indianapolis in such a 50-50 game already with this interdivisional matchup, it just feels to me like that's the slight edge that Indianapolis may need 
being at home against C.J. Stroud. The fans are going to be rocking. They're going to be rolling. They're going to be trying to do anything that they can to push their team ahead. I will say, obviously, playmaker-wise, I think C.J. Stroud is way better than Gardner Minshew. Again, nothing against him. C.J. Stroud's just been incredible and honestly was in contention for, and possibly still is for Rookie of the Year. Um, obviously, he had an injury, which which set him back, I think, a little bit in some of that. But all that to say, yes, I agree. I kind of believe a little bit more in C.J. Stroud on offense. The Colts, for me, just have that slight edge being at home. Not to mention, also, I know I know they lost a few weeks ago, but that was when the Jonathan Taylor injury was occurring. So I don't know. There's just a lot of a lot of factors that I think it's going to shake out and be a very close game. And I'm going into here. I also was pretty certain you were going to go Texans because you've been a fan of them all season long. So if I'm completely honest, I knew I needed at least three games separate than you this week. And so that was one that I was trying to be a little strategic about. Well, hey, you wanted at least three, you got that, and then some. So, And then some. Right, nicely done. And did you say your confidence in the Colts? Oh, Colt? sorry, I, I didn't. Uh, this is my number one confidence. Oh, okay. That makes me feel a little better. Okay, so um, all that to say, if we're like meeting in the middle, we'll probably go like seven or eight for the uh, Texans. Oh, my but we'll, gosh. We'll, we'll let you all know for sure. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> all right. Well, that sounds good. That wraps up Saturday. So moving into Sunday, kicking it off, we have the Cleveland Browns at Cincinnati Bengals. And wow, three for three right off the bat. We're choosing three separate. So for me, this is what I went back and forth on. Uh, I definitely considered choosing the Bengals here, but spoiler alert, I went ahead and chose the Browns. Um, I do think there's a pretty big potential that the Browns are going to be resting some guys. I believe they are locked into the number five seed. I don't think they can move up or down. Um, That is where they'll be. So I I think there's a good potential they're going to rest some guys, try to prep for the playoffs. That being said, I don't know that they will rest Joe Flacco 100% of the time, considering he's still fairly new to the Browns scheme. I could definitely see them trying to get him some plays, some looks, just trying to trying to really get him to continue his groove that he's been establishing there in Cleveland. And he's been looking phenomenal. Who would have thunk at the start of this season Not that me. Joe Flacco would be leading the Cleveland Browns by the end of the season, taking them, turning them into a playoff team. And here they are looking pretty darn good. I mean, 11 and five. Unbelievable. They could win 12 games. Uh, really agree with that. Sorry, I kind of cut you off. I don't think we heard no. your uh, confidence. No, yeah, I didn't finish yet. But but no, that absolutely. I, I think that's a team that I don't think anybody would want to see in the playoffs. So uh, good on Joe Flacco. All that to say, I know this game is in Cincinnati. Cincinnati's out of it, though. I think their only motivation here would be to go and try and play spoiler for Cleveland. They can't really spoil anything though. So I, I don't I don't really know that they're gonna be doing too too much other than just to get one last win under their belts. Jake Browning maybe try to make a name for himself a little bit. Cincinnati's been doing fine. Uh, I just think Cleveland's a better team through and through. And I don't know for sure if they're gonna rest all of their starters. If they come out on Sunday saying we're resting every single one, okay, maybe I'll consider switching. Right now, if some of them play, I think Cleveland's still the better team. So that's why I went with them. Again, kind of scary high because we have seven different. Uh, this is a seven for me. Oh, my 
Goodness gracious, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about tomorrow. Smokey the Bear. Yeah, you make a lot of good points there for sure. And a uh, little side note, little caveat, not caviar, caveat. This is one of the few games that has literally nothing on the line. Browns, as Max said, ha- are stuck at the five. They can't move. Bengals have been eliminated. So this truly has nothing on the line in terms of spoiling, um, seeding, or getting into the playoffs. So this is really a meaningless game uh, when it's all said and done. But for the Wolf-Loss Challenge, it means just as much it as any other game. It means a lot for the Wolf-Loss Challenge. <laughs> it means a lot. It means exactly as much as all the other games. And I also went back and forth on this like crazy. I was looking up Brown stuff to see if they were sitting people. I was looking up Bengals stuff. And the reason that I went Bengals was because I think that that's a team with a lot of pride. They've had a really good three-year stretch of making the Super Bowl, making the AFC Championship game, and making the AFC Championship game again. And they've had a couple tough games in a row uh, to eliminate them from the playoffs as of last week. Uh, but that defense is still proud. It's at home. And I think they're going to want to end on a positive note and not finish last in the division. And the Browns have nothing to play for. So I do not think a 38-year-old Flacco is going to be out on the field very long. I do think they'll want to get him some reps, as Max said, but I don't think they're going to want to have him taking hits in a January game in Ohio. So that's why I have the Bengals winning at home to finish their season on a positive note. I only have them at one. So this is my least confident game, but I am kind of confident. So that's uh, what I'm thinking. Okay. Well, then that makes me feel better. If, If my one made you feel better, then your one makes me feel better. Really good points there, Bob. Thank you so much. Good about that. <laughs> really good points there, Bob. Thanks Thank for, you so thanks much for adding that uh, commentary. Well, thank you for saying that. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Next up, finally, our first game that we better agree on, or else I'm going to find you and destroy you. Oh my gosh! The Minnesota Vikings at Detroit Lions. Wow, and I get this game. Isn't that swell? <clears throat> so yeah, there's not much on the line in this game. In terms of seeding, I'll let I'll, I'll give you the mic here. I'm sure everyone is just chopping oh, up a bit to hear yeah, your Oh, yeah, give me the mic. You'll have to rip from, it back for me. Oh, I'm going to rip it back for sure because we're keeping this under an hour. 22 minutes left, folks. He says as we're at 37 minutes. 38. Only, only about 13 games left, and we got 20 minutes. Easy peasy. There's not too much on the line for Detroit thanks to Saturday night. They can still get the two seed, which does have some significance. That means you have two home games rather than one which is a big deal. So if the Lions win and the Cowboys lose, the Lions clinch the two seed. They are locked in at either the three or the two. As of now, they're the three. Now for the visiting Minnesota Vikings, they have a lot more on the line and they're the team holding on to the playoffs with the uh, hopes of a hair on their chinny chin chin. They're literally the last team holding on and they need a lot, folks. Don't mean to uh, offend you here, Minneapolis, but don't hold your breath because this is a lot. So, this is going to get a little murky. Stay with me. Buckle up. So for the Vikings to clinch a wild card spot, they need to beat the Detroit Lions, a mad Lions team, as Dan Campbell described them, looking for vengeance. Look, vengeance. Looking for vengeance. They need to beat the Lions in Detroit. They need the Bears to beat the Packers in Green Bay. And they also need the Seahawks and the Bucks to lose. So not only do the Vikings Oof. need to beat <laughs> The Lions in Detroit. The Vikings need, need a miracle. They need a lot. They need a win and three teams um, to lose. So I'm not going to really dive into that too much. Vikings aren't looking great, but that is um, what's happening. And yeah, I mean, like I said, Lions don't have too, too much to play for. I, You do not need to find me and destroy me. I am going with your boys. I'm going with them pretty high as well. Because oh, thanks, Bob. 
Of course, of course. Uh, I'm just doing that for you. Happy New Year. New Year, new me. Thank you. I think in another scenario, the Lions might be resting some people, but they're pissed. I think they're trying to make a statement to the league and to all the naysayers, and I think they're going to play their starters for most of the game. And they do still have a chance to get the two seed, which is huge, as I said. So just with the Vikings, they, they have this QB carousel. I feel like they start Dobbs or Mullins or Hall, like, in descending weeks. Like, it's just every week I feel like they have a new starter. It ain't working for them. I think the Lions are going to defend the den, the kitty den. <laughs> and I think they're <laughs> going to win at a confidence of 11. Wow. Okay, so thanks, Mac, Bob. Mac, did you happen to watch that game on Saturday? We'd love to hear your thoughts on uh, just that that game. I did. I did watch the game. And what Bob is referencing, if you have not heard or seen, which I'm sure pretty much everybody has heard or seen, whether or not you follow football at this point, um, there was a question at the end of the game against the Cowboys that was a very questionable call on part uh, by the refs, on the part of the refs. So what happened, what happened was, the Lions were down, back and forth game. We were holding our own pretty well against the Cowboys. Honestly, this is a Cowboys team that has scored an average of 40 points at home against all their opponents. They have won every single game at home this year. I was going into it with some lower expectations, and that's probably not fair to, to put on my boys, but I was trying to protect myself. But we were doing an incredible job. There's a few minutes left. Jared Goff gets the ball. The game is in his hands. He marches down. Scores a touchdown to none other than Amon Ross A. Brown. And lo and behold, Dan Campbell is an absolute madman. Bob sent me that text during the game, which is incredibly true and very accurate. He goes for two to try to win the game. He's not going to kick the field goal. He's not going to send it to overtime. He's going to go for two to win the game. They line up. They pass it to none other than offensive lineman Taylor Decker in the end zone, number 68. I know that now because of all the things I've seen. They put this big dude out there in the corner of the end zone. He catches it, two points. Everybody's celebrating. The place is just wild with Lions fans. You know, I was going crazy. I couldn't believe it. A couple seconds later, the refs throw a flag. All this to say... Supposedly, the refs were confused and thought somebody else reported as eligible. Um, if you're a lineman, that doesn't typically go out to catch a play. You have to report yourself as eligible that you are going to then go catch a play because the refs will let the defense know who to essentially cover. All this to say they thought a different number reported, not the guy who caught it. They pull it back. We didn't have to go for it two more times. We could have just then kicked the field goal at that point. He sent it to overtime. So that part I'm not very happy with Dan Campbell with. Um, but it was pretty unfortunate. There's a video of him literally going up to the refs. It looks like it was just a confusing scenario, confusing situation. It didn't work out in the Lions' favor. Obviously, they were very upset. I think Lions fans around the world are pretty upset because um, it, it definitely is going to impact us into the playoffs if we face the Cowboys instead of hosting them at Ford Field we would now have to go play them if things stay as they are we will now have to go play them in Dallas again so I don't know some big impacts on one play of the game but there were a lot of other plays of the game that we could have made we could have kicked the field goal earlier we could have done some other things differently as well so 
can't put a hundred percent there, but it is definitely frustrating. Definitely and now frustrating. I just spent, sorry, 10, 10 of our last twenty minutes on that. I was just gonna say I did make a promise. Um, my co-host did just talk about the game for about ten minutes, so just want to let you know I was planning on under <laughs> yeah, an hour. It was, it's not Bob now. It's definitely not me. Um, it's a Mac thing. New year, new us. Apparently, we're switching roles. Um, this will not be under an hour. Spoiler alert! I don't want to, you know, people that have you know Friday supper or something to uh, <laughs> be waiting for this to be done in 19 minutes. It's not going to be. But yes, all jokes aside, that was crazy. Lions had a game uh, snatched from them, and I told Mac I knew not much that I could have said was going to make you feel much better. But I said, it's true. no one, no one had beaten the Cowboys in Dallas or even come close all year, and. If it wasn't for that BS um, mess mess up and mishap by the refs, your boys would have done that, and it showed that you can beat anybody anywhere in the league. It's and true. it's got to be it's got to be a little promising. It does feel promising. The way we played feels very promising. I think we absolutely will carry that rage into the playoffs, and you know it could end up being a really good thing for us. Maybe it's enough to fuel fuel us forward. I, I know Dan Campbell said that he's using it as fuel. I I, I can't remember the exact word he used, but Essentially, he's using it to fuel him moving forward, and hopefully it does the same for the team. Maybe it could be really good. It could be. I don't think he needs much extra fuel. The guy that's yeah. biting people's kneecaps off, um, the guy that's yeah. putting like six shots. But hey, shots him with extra and... fuel, watch out. I think they're going to take anybody down. That's a pretty scary thought, him with extra fuel. I saw the po- uh, post-game press conference, and he was – I wouldn't want to be – uh, They were all be, pissed. I wouldn't want to be in a room with him alone when he's angry, that's for sure, because he's got uh, – He's uh he's a big guy. He's quite the presence. But yeah, one follow up question. Since we are not going to keep this under an hour, I'm not sure. Really, yeah, uh, at this point, let's just full send. Let's just let's do it. <laughs> let's just shoot for the stars here. In this at this point, what are your thoughts on? Obviously, he's he's created quite the reputation that he goes for it most fourth downs. If he's not ten or more yards to go on fourth, the punter and the kicker don't really do much throughout the games. They really don't. Um, what are your thoughts? In a one-point loss, the fact that he went for fourth earlier in the game rather than taking a field goal, and obviously after that penalty from the seven-yard line, then again he went for it three times when he could have, you know, rolled the dice on the team in overtime. What are what are your thoughts on that? I think it's hard because I think it's very easy to, you know, look back. Hindsight's twenty twenty, as they say. So I think it's very easy to look back and say it was a one-point game. We should have kicked that field goal, or we should have just kicked that extra point and sent it to overtime. So I think it's pretty easy to to say that knowing the outcome. Um, In the moment, I was slightly frustrated that we went for, or we didn't take the field goal. I feel like in a game that's that close, it just is important to take points. I know our defense was playing lights out. So I think the, the belief there was that if we didn't get the field goal, they would just stop them again. No problem. Um, But as we saw with that crazy, like what, 92, 96 yard play, mistakes yep. happen and things happen. So I think it's easy to say we should have, could have, would have. Um, in the moment, I definitely wanted him to kick the field goal and just get the points, take the lead or make it a one point game or whatever it was in that current scenario. But he is a madman and, and he, he doesn't change for anybody. So I guess that's something you got to respect that doesn't matter what the game script is. He's going for it on fourth. He's doing his thing. And that's why they hired him. So, yeah. I don't know. You got to respect it. Like you said, uh, he's unapologetically himself. And I was also texting back during the game. I was like, man, if this is what it's like to be a Lions fan, I it's want stressful, no part- right? <laughs> I want no part of that because 
a lot of things, a lot of teams would have just been, all right, we tied it up. We're going to overtime. Oh my God. That was like one of the most unbiased, stressful 10 minutes of my life trying to figure out what the heck was happening <laughs> in those last 25 seconds. So that was insane. He's himself. He's gotten the lines to where they're at. Yeah. So who am, who am I to, uh, to second guess that, but man, and he I, is, uh, I will say, I think more often than not, we're harder on the calls that don't work. Whereas like that fourth down, fourth and whatever that they fake punted worked yes. and got us to a position where we could then go do more things later on in the game. So that's obviously not taken into consideration as much as when it doesn't work. Right. He, he, a madman, he going to do his thing. He's going to, he is a madman. He, he's going to shave, shave ears off of everyone's life that likes to lie in. So. Oh Yeah. You know, in my best friend's case, he's, he he better chill out a little bit, especially when the playoffs come. But um, after all that, I don't think we got your yeah. uh, confidence. All for your that boys. to say, and uh, <laughs> I just I just gotta preface it with give me give me a break on this one. But yes, all that to say, I'm going with the Lions. The Lions are the best they have ever been in my lifetime. And with that being said, them being as good as they are this season, I still have not chosen them at 16. So oh to God. end the year on an incredible note, I'm choosing the Detroit Lions at 16. Oh my gosh. Well, folks, I was not expecting that one. You know what? I, I understand it. Kudos to you. I'm not yeah. sure if we'll go with them at 16, but hey. <laughs> That's I, fine. I, I, I had I to do it. it. I had to do it. You, you got to throw throw the bone to your boys at one point with the most most uh, confident pick. So, you know, exactly. I, I exactly. get it. They headed into I playoffs. I got to be confident in them. You got to show them the confidence. They're probably listening all fist oh, pumping I know in there right now. So. Shouts out. JG. So they're, they're probably real pumped right now. So I uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. All right. Now that we just spent our la- 15 of our last 20 minutes. That on was that a game. long one. <laughs> one that we agreed on too. Why do we do that? <laughs> Classic us. Classic us. We can move ahead to the Jacksonville Jaguars at Tennessee Titans. Okay, and I believe this is yo game. Oh yes, my my cheeks hurt from talking so much about the Lions, but oh my gosh! Yeah, I'll jump into this one. Uh, so for me, this one was I, I wouldn't say easy, but the Jags could clinch. Correct me if I'm wrong. The South with a win here, right? Correct. All they need to do is win, and they win the South. So okay, a- AFC South. Sorry. So correct. Yes. Yes, the Jags could win the AFC South with a win. I think that they've been doing fine enough to to win. The Tennessee Titans, on the other hand, have been kind of up and down and all over the place, not really sure where they're at. Uh, I think there's enough motivation on the line here for the Jags to win this game, even though it's in Tennessee. Uh, remind me, Tennessee is playing for is not playing for anything or is playing for something. The Titans have been eliminated. Okay, yeah. So they're not really playing anything. All it would be is trying to play spoiler. I don't think that the Jags allow that to happen. I've got them at 10. Okay, this is really close. I'm going to save us a little time because we got 10 minutes and we will keep this under an hour. Um, I agree. Jags got everything on the line. Titans got nothing. They've been really underwhelming. This is in Tennessee and it is a division opponent, so they could be spoiler technically. I think the Jags are already... Locked and loaded, basically, into the playoffs unless a bunch of stuff happens. But, yes, they clinch this out with a win or a tie with Houston and Indy, which is I said we weren't going to talk about ties. But if that happens, they win the division. So, Jags have everything on the line. Titans got nothing. I got the Jags for a dozen. Okay. Not too far off. Pretty dang close. 
another game on the schedule here that means absolutely nothing. I know we've already talked about one, but another another one that means absolutely nothing, no matter what happens, is this next game, the New York Giants versus the New England Patriots. Man, Battle of Boston versus New York City. Sorry, Eli. Sorry, Amo. Sorry, Baby Ivy. Um, shouts out to you guys, though. You've definitely climbed out of the bottom of the ocean. Giants have become kind of a fun story at the end of the season. They play people hard. They almost beat the Eagles on Christmas night. Uh, they're always fighting until the end. They've won a couple of games that people didn't expect them to. And the DeVito, unfortunately, after we had our whole Italian episode, the DeVito story <laughs> has fizzled into the bottom of the, uh, the Hudson River, unfortunately. He, sure he has, has not played. He has not played in a couple of weeks. He's still living with mom and dad and, uh, his, his five minutes of fame looks like it has, unfortunately, ended. <laughs> this is not really... It was fun while it lasted, though. <laughs> it was really fun. We we had our fun with it. Tommy, Tommy. Tommy DeVito, what are you doing? <laughs> Tommy, Tommy. We had fun with it. I think America had fun with that for a couple of weeks, and he, he definitely uh, took advantage of his fame. This is a weird game because neither team has anything on the line. I think as it stands right now, the Patriots have the number two pick I'll get into later in the podcast who clinched officially the number one pick. In the draft. Oh. But as it stands right now, the Patriots hold the vaunted number two pick, which there are two or three really stud quarterbacks on everyone's list, a couple stud wide receivers. So that number two pick is huge. Um, I think, I think the Patriots might be tanking a little bit. Uh, Giants are still fighting. Yeah. This one was hard for me. I went back and forth, but ultimately why why can I not find this on my Oh there it is. Why do I have Eagles Giants on my thing right now? It's not Eagles Giants, right? It's it's Patriots. No, Giants. we're talking about the the Jets uh Patriots. Okay. Oh my god. I know there was some talk about the the Giants. I just thought you were talking about them cuz they were a New York team. I don't know. <laughs> Dang it. Well, as you see, I was very prepared. We got the Jets. We got the Patriots. I got the Jets in this game. I think the Patriots that still stands from my last analysis of the game that's not happening. I think the Patriots are tanking. I think the Jets are still fighting. Wilson is not playing. He's kind of a, a sour you-know-what. Travis Travis Simeon will be starting for the Jets. I think they're going to end the uh, year on a strong note. I think everyone's pumped to get Aaron Rodgers back in New York, and I think their defense is going to show up um, to try to put the league on notice for next year. I got the Jets, and I got them at five. All righty. I disagree with you Whoa. here. <laughs> just straight off the bat, just jumping into it. I went with the Patriots here in this one. Oh, Reason being, God. this is at home for New England, and this is most likely the last game for Bill Belichick as the coach for the New England Patriots. This is an era coming to an end, folks. This is history being made right before our very eyes. And I just can't see a scenario in any lifetime where he does not end on a win in New England. I don't care who he's playing, what he's doing. He's got to win this game. And I'm, I'm putting that into the atmosphere that he wins this game and goes out on a high note. I'm just believing in it. And that's really all I had for the basis of my decision. And I'm just hoping that they can get it done for him. So. That's that's why I decided them, and that's why I have the Patriots at two. Dang it! I wish I could switch. That's a good point. Spoiler alert: fifth time of the episode. We'll uh, we'll end up going Patriots on that one. Did not even <laughs> did not even put two and two together. This is most likely Belichick's last game, and it's in New England. Dang yeah, it. yeah. 
But I, I'm just Good going all, all off of heart on that one. I just feel like he's got to end on a win. What, what a crazy end to an era. Good call out. I mean, the Jets did get heartbroken by the Patriots a lot over the last couple decades. I think that'd be pretty sweet for them to spoil his finale, but I think that is I think true. It's uh, a good way to look at the, it too. I think the football guys will probably be in his favor one more time. They've been in his favor many times, and uh, that's going to be an emotional game. So, okay, that's another one we will have to discuss. Okay, sounds like a plan. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons at New Orleans Saints. Uh, this game is in New Orleans. Uh, there's a lot on the line for both of these teams. They both need wins, and then I think some of them also need Bucks losses maybe. But both these teams are currently on the bubble. They have a chance to win playoffs. This is kind of a, a must-win situation for both of these teams as well. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to come down to this game being in New Orleans. The Saints have been looking pretty good under Derek Carr the past few weeks. Uh, their defense has been pretty solid. And the other, on the other hand, as you already mentioned, the Bears dismantled the Falcons this past weekend. It's not to take anything away from your, your boys at all, but clearly the Falcons you. are not right with whatever they're trying to do. Yeah, all that to say, I'm going Saints. I got them at eight. Okay, very similar with me. I'll just go over the scenario um, real quick. Like you said, both are fighting for the NFC South. Someone's got to win it. Um, neither have a chance to win and get in. The uh, Tampa Bay Bucks are in the driver's seat. But yeah, both teams win or both teams win the division with a win and a Buccaneers loss. So they both need to win and then have the uh, the Bucks lose to the Panthers. Don't hold your breath on that one, guys. So. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I got the Saints, Falcons. Is it Ritter? Is it Heineke? Does it really matter? They both played in Chicago on Sunday. They both looked pretty bad. They're not giving the ball to their playmakers. Bijan Robinson's not getting touches. Kyle Pitts isn't getting the ball. It's just disarray in Atlanta. Um, they're they're looking to try to get Justin Fields. They're not getting my boy. I got the Saints, and I got him at 10 in Narlins. Okay. I like it. And also a quick note, so the Bucks play at the exact same time. So this isn't a situation Ooh. where where they will know, like if the Bucks win or lose ahead of time, they're not going to know. So they're going to be fighting all out just in case, regardless mm. of that. Um, so that's just a, a good thing to know. Okay. Uh, consider it noted. All right. Moving on now, speaking of those Bucks, uh, that if they win, they clinch the NFC South. They are kind of getting handed a little bit of softball here. Let's see if they can smash it out of the park. They're going up against the Carolina Panthers for the last 1 o'clock slate game. Last 1 o'clock slate game, Buccaneers have been stumbling. They've been fumbling. They have been kind of crawling to the finish line here in the NFC South. They've been Ma Baker Mayfielding is what they've been doing. They have been Baker Mayfielding for sure. <laughs> Someone's got to win it. They are on top right now with the tiebreakers. And lucky for them, they are playing the worst team record-wise in the NFL to end their season with a win and in scenario. They don't really have many wild-card possibilities. I was reading it. There's like a bunch of they need to, if they lost, is have to be tied for this team, lost for this team. I'm not going to go into that. If they beat the Panthers, they win the NFC South. I am very confident that Baker and Rashad White and Mike Evans are going to be returning to the playoffs. Is it deserved? Probably not. Is it going to happen? Probably. I think the Panthers are going to continue their dismal season. They have literally nothing to play for. I've got the Bucs going into Carolina, beautiful North Carolina, and beating the Panthers, like everybody else has been, at a confidence of 13. Ding, 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 ding. Woo! 
I'm glad. I'm so glad this last week we got at least one match. Heck yes. Bingo. Dingle-a-ding. Well, Bingo I don't think bangle. I have much to add there. I completely agree. I think Bucks are going to take the win here. And let's move along. Let's move right along. The Chicago Bears at Green Bay Packers. And you got my boys, and now I get your boys. Uh, but don't worry, you'll have a chance for a rebuttal. Honestly, if I'm just talking about heart here, I would love for your boys to play spoiler for the Green Thank Bay you. Packers. Because if they win this weekend, the Packers are out, right? Correct, yes. So I right I on. am wholeheartedly going to be cheering for your boys this, this Thank weekend. Thank you. Um, honestly, and I think your boys could do it. They've been looking chef's kiss. Oh I'm my a little gosh. scared of them. They've got the two top ten picks this next year. I don't know. The the Bears are trying to figure it out and getting some things together, it looks like. So Thank you. Still a long way to go, but they're they've been looking pretty darn good. So I think they absolutely have a chance. It is in Green Bay, which is a hard place to play. We know that notoriously, obviously, this matchup is one for the ages between the Packers and the Bears. And the Packers do have everything on the line here. So all of that combined with the fact that in my head, I knew you were going Bears. Again, I was trying to think of at least three games to choose separately than you. I ended up with seven. This was one of those. So that's why I went Green Bay. But yeah, I will be cheering for your boys. That's that's all I'll say. And that's why I chose Green Bay strategically. I do think they have a chance to win because they have so much to play for. But I kept them fairly low at five. Okay. Appreciate that. Thank you for cheering for my boys in advance. And thank you for that nice little compliment that my boys are making some positive moves in the right direction. Maybe New we'll year, be the new ones. me. New year, new me. New year, new you. This is unbelievable. Maybe we'll be the squad that... Maybe we'll be gonna... friends this year. We'll see. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Fat fat chance with this podcast and all that. Yeah, our, you know, fat chance. <laughs> and the bickering and the back and forth. But hey, you know, stranger things have happened, so we shall see. But <laughs> no, you're right. Packers have everything on the line, and the Bears don't have anything on the line, but... We already clinched, as I'm sure people could uh, put one and one, two and two, three and three together. Bears via the Panthers. Not, it's a, it's a really good feeling having the number one pick and not having it because you're the worst team in the NFL. Last that is year, pretty nice. It's really nice. Last year we had that honor because we literally were the worst team in the NFL. So it's a little embarrassing when you're picking number one usually because it means your team is the worst out of all 30. As of now, we've got the one in the 10 pick, and we've won five out of our last seven games. And a couple things, a couple bounces, a couple, you know, catches that should have been made. And Bears are looking at a, a wild card spot. So are we going to keep Justin Fields? We better, or else I'm going to burn Soldier Field to the ground. Are we going to pick Marvin Harrison number one? Are we going to trade the pick down and get a bunch of resources like we did last year? That shall be determined. All I know is that Eberflus, who was also just said to most likely be coming back as a coach. And if you would have told me that eight weeks ago, I would have had, I would have been sassy and I would have been having a uh a little uh a little sass fest on this. The fact that I heard that, I was like, okay, I'm okay with it. Shows how far we've come as a team and how you far guys I, have. I, we've come. We've come a, a long way. And the fact that I heard that and I was not so bitter and just swearing and driving to Soldier Field shows that uh, we've come a long way. So all that to say, this is one of the most bitter rivalries in the NFL. Max boys were able to go into Green Bay week 18, 2023. And ruin the the Packers playoff hopes and Aaron Rodgers Packers career with a loss. I hope that my boys can play the same spoiler that Max boys played last year. I think we're going to go into Green Bay. Justin Fields, this is the biggest game of his career. He has a lot on the line. If he has a great game, we knock out the Packers. I think 
there's no way we're going to get rid of him. I've got the Bears going into Green Bay and winning at a confidence of four. Come on, boys. Let's go, baby. All right. Not too bad. I can't complain. Uh, Thank you. I Like I said, I was pretty confident you're going to go with the Bears. And I I really will be sure for them. So I uh, hey, got those I, Packers. You know what? We're going to do the best we can. We'll see what we can do. All right. Uh, moving along. And actually, real quick, before we move along, I was waiting to see, but we already reached an hour and didn't fall through on Bob's promise. So what's a few more minutes? It is time for oh. the first word from our sponsors. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I, I was distraught. I haven't done one of these in three weeks. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. This week 18, final week of the regular season. Sponsor is brought to you by Lazy Boy. Lazy Boy, Lazy Boy. Da-da-da-da, we love Lazy Boy. Put your feet up or sit in style. Lazy Boy, make you want us go cry. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Lazy Boy, available at your local Target for $49.95 or two for $65.99. I thought you were going to say, uh, put your feet up. It'll make you smile to rhyme with style. See, it'd be nice if I could come up with rhymes like that <laughs> on the spot like you can. Instead, I just sing high so people just think it sounds good when I can't think of anything to rhyme. <laughs> Did at lazy least... boy, lazy boy, da-da-da-da, lazy boy. <laughs> Did it at least sound vocally uh, pleasing? Vocally, it was appealing. Vocally, okay. it was appealing. Thank you. The uh, not sure not sure if Lazy Boy is going to steal that ad from us uh, moving forward, but <laughs> Lazy Boy, get get yourself a Lazy Boy before the playoffs. Watch and, I'm style. sorry, what was the pricing on the Lazy Boy? I missed that. They're on massive sale this this January. It's one for forty nine ninety five, and I believe it was two for it was uh, like two 60. for sixty something. <laughs> so honestly, you might as well get two Lazy Boys while you're at it. Honestly, incredible pricing, incredible <laughs> inflation has not touched Lazy Boy. It's got to be the best deal in 2024 so far. So go out and get yourself a Lazy Boy at your local party wow. because they're uh, they're selling like hotcakes right now. <laughs> Amazing. Great oh, job, Bob. Thanks, Great thanks, job. Thanks for, thanks for that. Thanks for that. Oh. With that in mind, uh, let's move along to the next <sighs> game. We have the Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. And again, another game that means absolutely nothing because both of these teams – have been eliminated from playoff contention. They really have been. And now that I'm completely pitting out from that uh, stress of trying to rhyme, uh, put your feet up with something, I'm going to dive right into this game. And as Max just said, said, there's really nothing, literally nothing, truly nothing on the line for these two teams. And it's been weird because the last three weeks, these teams have gone in completely opposite directions. Raiders have been eliminated for a couple weeks, but they have been putting together some good games. They almost beat the Colts on Sunday, and their new coach, uh, Pierce, has really been rallying the crew. Rallying the crew, Man, I'm really rattled. Uh, the Broncos, on the other hand, have... That has been crazy, This the Broncos story that you guys have missed in the past three weeks. It's insane. Since we have last been with y'all... Uh, not only did Max boys absolutely dismantle them on Saturday Night Football, they have not won a game since we have been offline. They have lost some games that they absolutely should not have. They went from right in the thick of the wild card hunt to completely eliminated. They actually were one game back of the Chiefs a couple weeks ago, and now they obviously have been eliminated. And Russell Wilson has inexplicably, and I know we've been pretty public with our, I don't know, I guess our uh, hardness and our criticism of Russ Wilson. He did not deserve what he just got from Sean Payton. They basically 
benched him for the rest of the season so they don't need to pay him X amount of million more. They've been starting Jared Stidham, uh, I believe it is, and they have no uh, desire to re-sign him, and they just signed him for like a mega deal literally last year. So I think it's because Sean Payton never wanted Russ. All that to say, things in Denver do not look good. They gave up like all of their picks for the next couple of years for Russ. Now they're giving up on him just like that. Uh, Things are not good in Denver. I think things are a little better in Las Vegas. They've been fighting to end the season. I think they are going to win in Las Vegas, the future home of the Super Bowl here in about a month. Um, So I think the Raiders are going to give their fans one last thing to cheer about. That's why I got the Raiders on Sunday afternoon with a confidence of half a dozen. Okay. Half a dozen. So six. I like it. I'm a little more six. confident. Eight. That, what? Six. What, where'd you get six from? Half a dozen. Sorry, I was just I was trying to be a jackass. I just wasted 20 seconds. It is six, correct. <laughs> you took that very like, seriously. I was like, am I well? <laughs> You're like, half a dozen is six. I am a little... I was also... Uh, reading something really quick about one of these upcoming games, just doing a little prep work. So I was nice. half listening. So um, I'm glad so I guessed classic. right that it was so classic. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm a little bit more confident in the Raiders for all those reasons you mentioned and a little bit more. I won't go too much into it. The only thing that I could see that's on the line for either of these teams is uh, for Pierce to kind of solidify his, his position as the coach for the Raiders moving forward. Um, I think he's going to want to end on a strong note. And as you mentioned, very in-depth, the Broncos are falling apart. So I've got the Raiders at nine. Wow. Okay. Raiders for nine, Raiders for six. Let's go Raiders. All right. Moving along to the Philadelphia Eagles at New York Giants. And my confidence level is not reflective of how scared I am of this game, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this really high simply because I don't really know what else to do. But the Eagles, man, they have been sputtering the last Ooh. few weeks, tripping over themselves. They just lost to the Cardinals of all teams. I feel like we need to get Big T on this show and ask him what the heck is happening in Philly because they have not looked good. I think it was something like I read some stat that out of the last like five or six weeks, they've won like one or two games. So this is not a good time for them to be sputtering as we head into the playoffs. Things are not looking good. And if they don't get it together, they're going to be out quickly in the playoffs. I truly do believe that. The Giants, as you already mentioned, just almost beat them on Christmas. And they looked pretty darn good doing it. Ultimately, for me, this is about what I think needs to happen. I'm not certain that it will. But if the Eagles want any shot of anything throughout these playoffs, This needs to be a get-right game for them. They need to come in and they need to dominate the ball. They need to get back to how they started the season. I'm putting my money on them to hopefully do that. Um, Again, confidence-wise, I'm probably way too confident after they just lost to the Cardinals. But the Giants have literally nothing to play for, so I'm hoping that plays in our favor a little bit. And I'm going with the Eagles scary high at 14. Oh, well, if you think that's scary, buckle up. Because I'm going even higher. Not my oh. highest. Not my highest. I'm going 15. Okay, I completely fair. agree. <clears throat> Big T, I don't know what's going on. We all got to chat. We got to get you on the pod, like Max said. But Eagles losing 
to the Cardinals at home when they were up by three scores is inexplicable. Uh, they have totally fumbled. They were 10 and one. And now they're literally, I think, 11 and five. So they are one and four in their yeah. last five. Yeah. They have completely um, bombarded themselves. Now all the Cowboys need to do is win and they win the division. So the only thing on the line in this game is if the Eagles win and the Cowboys lose, they win the the East. If the Eagles win and the Cowboys win, the Eagles are going to be the five seed, which was looking like they were going to be the one just a month ago. So. And that's a pretty drastic difference. You're playing it, all road games or you're yep. playing some home games. Like that's a pretty big deal. So Huge they've deal. really shot themselves in the foot. They have shot themselves in the foot and then some, especially with Philly fans being so, so boisterous and rowdy. That's a huge home field advantage, and they are not going to get any uh, home games at Lincoln Financial Field. So I also agree with Mac. This is going to be a get-right game. We'll see what happens, uh, but they're down pretty bad. So I got them at, at four, uh, 15, um, and that's just because they got to get right, and they got to get right fast. They do got to get right fast. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Uh, this is a big one for them, so we'll see what they do with it. Um, we shall moving see. on, another big game on the line for one of these teams, the Seattle Seahawks at Arizona Cardinals. Yes, uh, this is a big game for one of the two teams, the Cardinals, who aforementioned beat the Eagles. They're still fighting. Kyler Murray does not want the uh, front office to draft one of those young QBs. He's trying to prove himself. But yes, the Seahawks need to win, and they need some help. So. The Seahawks, who obviously uh, the Lions helped slide into the playoffs last year, they still owe you some some moolah for that because you you did a lot for them. Yeah, but they do. The Seahawks, where are the Seahawks? Okay, so to get a wild card spot, they would need to beat the Cardinals, and they would also need my boys. So, am I going to be the Seahawks' new best friend? Because this is kind of crazy, actually. Too, it j- just hit me. Hope you're hungry. Nugget. No, 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 no. Last year, the Seahawks needed to win and have an NFC North foe beat the Packers. And now they need to win and have a team go into Green Bay and beat the Packers. So the only way they wow. get in yeah, that is, is a win interesting. and my boys uh, beating the, the Packers. So we'll see if they uh, they owe us both some beers. I got the Seahawks winning this game. I got it pretty high because the Cardinals don't have anything to play for. Seahawks have everything. That's why I got Geno and Co. at 14 in the desert. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yes, Uh-oh. I also have the Seahawks winning. I have them just slightly lower, so that whistle sound was a little dramatic. But okay, I am a little bit nervous about the Seahawks in general heading into the playoffs. They they kind of just seem like they're limp, limping their way there. They like you said, they need some help. They need to get in with with other people doing things. It's not always a good situation when you don't control your own destiny. But yeah, they just seem to be limping a little bit. They, they've got to get some things going, get some things situated if they want a shot at taking down some of the bigger names throughout the playoffs. But all that to say, I do think they will win this weekend. We'll see if they get the help that they need. Uh, I've got them at 11. And Ooh. another note, that game going on against Green Bay, that's also going on at the same time. So similarly, they're not going to know what's happening in that game necessarily. So they are going to be playing all Okay. Out. Honestly, if I'm a Seahawks fan, I'm feeling confident from what I've seen from the Bears, from what I've seen from the Cardinals. I mean, hey, Seahawks, you might want to book your playoff tickets because my boys are going to take care of business. <laughs> you heard she it She seems here really, first. really convinced over there, folks. You heard she it She seems very first. convinced. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I really do think your boys could do it. I already said that. You did, and I appreciate that, and I'm, I, I appreciate it again. New year, new us, and we we are almost 
to an hour here, folks. We're actually 15 minutes above, <laughs> but we're going to keep rocking and rolling here. Yes, we are. Moving along to the Kansas City Chiefs at Los Angeles Chargers. And this is my game, I believe. This is, is your correct? game, yeah. This is that my is game. Correct. So a couple teams here that are not doing great. Kansas City Chiefs, they similarly got to get it together. Hot wings, hot take. A few weeks ago, Bob had mentioned, and I completely agreed with what he said, that the Chiefs are probably going to lose out on their opportunity at the Super Bowl due to their wide receivers. And honestly, it's looking yep. like all of them just need to get it together. The Chiefs have not been looking like the Chiefs that we have all gotten used to seeing. Patrick Mahomes is not as magical as he usually is. And the Chiefs are just kind of fading, fading fast. I think that people should be able to take care of them in the playoffs, but we'll see what happens. Either way, we know they're in it. Uh, the Chargers, on the other hand, not good for them. They've been having Easton Stick play. Justin Herbert obviously got hurt, was out for the rest of the season. Even before that, the Chargers were kind of going downhill. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to have no problem winning this game. They still have seeding to play for, I believe. Um, or are they locked in at three? So I was actually going to say, this is yet another game. I made it so dramatic that there was only a couple games with literally nothing on the line. Chiefs are locked and loaded at the number three seed. It's, two is either going to be the Bills or the Dolphins, so literally nothing to play for. Interesting. Well, I guess that maybe would impact confidence level slightly, uh, but I don't really know where to move them just based on everything else. So I'm going to stick with it for now. I've got Chiefs winning this game, and I've got them at 12. Oh, my God. We are on different planets for this game. I got the Chiefs, and I got them at two. I I was thinking they were still playing for some seeding. Um, so definitely that's something that I would be willing to look at confidence-wise, especially because they have been poop. But I feel They've like they're going to play their players because they need to get some stuff situated before the playoffs. That's kind of my thought. And I'm not sure if you saw this, but – the Chiefs already announced that Mahomes is not playing on Sunday. They're they're resting him. So that also Oh, he's not. Will... Oh, well no, I didn't see that. So yeah, definitely we can move that to two. So AK, we're we're putting this at twelve, is what you're saying. Yeah, I did not see that. I assumed they would still be playing because they've been they've got some ish to do. You would think so, that they'd want to uh, prove some stuff and make sure the offense is uh, firing on all cylinders, but apparently Andy Reid's not too worried. Um, they're in as the three seed. And are you ready for a nugget? I don't know if you're you're hungry because we've been going for I a, am. I'm, an hour I'm pretty 20. hungry. Okay. Well, this is uh, for all you Swifties, including you. I'm sure you've seen this, but since Taylor Swift said, comma is the guy on the Chiefs, right home to me. Yeah. I don't know if those are the words, but – since yeah, then, she changed it to Karma as the guy in the Chiefs, yes. Coming right, and what, uh, how is it, what's it next? Coming right home to me? Coming back home to me? Yeah, like coming home to me. Yeah, basically yeah. along those lines. And then there was the viral uh, Coming video. straight home to me, I think. Coming straight home to me. I can't, I'm sure uh, Paige is going to be uh, commenting on whether or not that's correct and all the other Swifties. But yeah, and then the, the viral video of Mr. Swift and Travis next to each other. It was, you know, it was a great moment. Unfortunately, we might... Uh, be discovering that Taylor is a little bit of a bad luck charm with. I don't want to hear this narrative. She is wet. She is wagging no, 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 her no, no, finger no. at me hard right I now. I don't want to hear this narrative. I'm not even going to let you finish because no. people are on it as if Taylor Swift is the problem. And no. isn't that so typical of our society to blame the woman for the fact that the Chiefs are not playing well, that Travis is not playing well. People are saying he's distracted, all of these things. Oh, I will not have it on this podcast. No way, no how. 
She is still wagging her finger at me. M- move along. <laughs> All I was going to say is that he has not gotten a touchdown since then. It's not a Taylor thing. I know he's probably having the best time of his life with her, and uh, I hope them. I, I hope that they are great, and I wish them nothing but the best. But uh, just wanted to put that out there, see your reaction. I was hoping for a strong reaction, and we got it. So. Oh, it was a strong reaction because I am not okay with that narrative. People do that all the time in professional sports when men, uh, specifically men on professional teams, NBA, MLB, whatever it is, start doing bad. They start blaming the girlfriend or the wife or whoever. Mm-mm-mm. Not and on this podcast. Not today, my friend. It is not Taylor's fault that Travis has been dropping balls. So if anybody has something to say, I'll fight him. Wow. She said, literally, come at me, bro. I will fight come you. Come at me. DM me. Show up at my house. Let's go. I'll take it to the streets. Oh, my God. That went from zero to 100 real quick. I was <laughs> expecting I was expecting a strong reaction. I was not expecting that. I'm surprised you didn't throw that throw blanket off your back. And, uh, <laughs> I know. Or, I've got a blanket over my shoulder. I should have ripped it off like a like a boxing robe, how they take them off before the yeah, round Yeah, I'm surprised starts. you didn't get your clothes on right after that. <laughs> Obviously, it goes without saying, of course, it's not her fault. I just mm-hmm. wanted to see your, your reaction to uh, people trying to spin that. And, uh, yeah, people I mean, she's are hey. trying to spin it. And, yeah, <clears throat> it clearly, as you can tell, I have a strong reaction to that. It seems like it might it might bug you a little bit for good reason. She's not the one putting the pads on. She's not the one dropping the passes. He is, and uh, they got to figure it out if they're going to make some noise in the playoffs. We know how we feel on that. Let's let's move on to the next one. <laughs> okay, let's before get you I out get, of this this hole you're digging for yourself. <laughs> be, be, before I get before I get absolutely destroyed right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all that to say, absolutely, we can move that way down. I had no idea that they were resting starters for the yes. Chiefs, so. Yeah, that disregard my 12. <laughs> okay, we will disregard that and uh, we'll talk offline. Okay. With that, moving along to the Los Angeles Rams at San Francisco 49ers. And again, another game that there's really not much to play for here. The, the Niners have locked the one seed and the Rams, I think, are pretty locked in at what, the six, six seed? They're locked um, so, and loaded at the six, so they're either going to go to Detroit or to Philadelphia. There's no in-between unless the Cowboys and the Eagles both lose. And what perfect timing is this that my fantasy app literally just updated me that Kyron Williams, Cooper Cup, and Matthew Stafford are all sitting out on Sunday. Wow, you've got the latest news alerts. Thanks for I this, I know. Bob. Fantasy Yahoo app shouts out. I will be switching mine to, this is hard. I'm going to have to think about this one because I have Rams. I have Rams. I believe you have, you have Niners. Yes. I have the Niners. Yep. And and like we've said, this could be, this can be adjusted to, based on who's been sitting and who's not yes. um, similar to how we do with the injuries. So feel free to take, take a think or take a think, take a I minute think ta- to think about that one. Uh, I'm going to take a think. Discuss it offline. But what, what was your argument for the Rams? I guess just quickly. I guess I just thought the only person they had out was Maddie Staff. And I know this is in in uh, San Fran, but as I said earlier, the Niners literally have clinched everything. I know CMC's out. I know Purdy's not playing. It sounds like Ayuk and Kittle are all not playing. So this might just be a, lo- a lot of backups. And I put the Rams because I know their backup is Wentz. And the Niners' backup is, I believe, Trey Lance and... Um, Trey Lance Who's got traded one? away earlier this season. Oh, so I yeah, actually he's don't a even know now. who the 49ers backup would be. But he would have had to play for a little bit because Purdy was out. Sam Darnold. Okay, so it's going to be Darnold. Darnold. 
Okay, so, so I mean, it's two two somewhat seasoned vets who have played. Right. But yeah, CMC's out too. I saw something that Trent. They're sitting Trent Williams. They're still right. sitting Debo. They're probably sitting Kittle. They're probably sitting pretty much all of their studs. So that's why I had Rams. I thought they would at least be playing some of the boys. Um, not Fair. sure if they're going to be playing uh, Puka because he can break some rookie receiving records if he gets like 100 more yards. I'll probably stick with the Rams just because the Niners are a shell of themselves. I had Rams at three just because this is not like a real game because nothing's yeah. on the line and Rams are locked, Niners are locked. But these are two playoff teams. And uh, yeah, as of now, I'll stick with Rams at three. Okay. Well, let me know if that changes. I, I have will. the 49ers also at three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Similarly, I just kind of was was going for, you know, with, with neither of them having much to play with or to play for, I just was going to go with the team that, Number one, they're at home. Number two, number two overall, they just seem like a great team. I am a little nervous considering the fact that when some of these players sat earlier in the season was when they had their their downfall and things mm-hmm. were not looking good. But I also thought the Rams were going to be sitting everybody. So ultimately, this is, again, a battle of the backups. I just went with the home field advantage, and that's why I went San Francisco. And we will have to keep an eye on all those players that are that are sitting this week. The battle of the backups in San Fran and sucks for us because this still counts as a game in the Waffle House Challenge. Oh, I know. Counts in the Waffle House Challenge. Counts in the confidence pool. We still got to get it right. Still got to get it right. So we're going to have to chat and uh, we'll figure it out. We'll do some research. We will indeed. The last game of the afternoon slate on Sunday is the Dallas Cowboys at Washington Commanders. This is my game, I believe. This is your game. Okay. Uh, So for me, this is one that I desperately want to be wrong on. I will give everything to be wrong on them. Just It's amazing how now Dallas is like the team that I hate the most. (laughs) All thanks to the refs. They didn't do anything to you. All thanks to the refs. If Dallas loses this weekend to the Commanders, which, hey, I'm not saying that's impossible. I know the Commanders have nothing to play for. I could see them, number one, wanting to play spoiler for a divisional opponent. Number two, Cowboys, all of their games that they've lost have been on the road. So they're not so good on the road. So we'll see. Maybe the commanders can make something happen. Let's pray for a miracle. All that to say, I'm going to go with the statistics here, and I'm going to go with Dallas in this one. But if the Cowboys lose, then they then jump down to the five seed. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And if the Eagles win, they would go to the three seed, and the Lions would bump to the two seed. Is that correct? Right. Okay. Yes. So, so yeah. I'm praying for a Dallas loss. I don't think it's going to happen, and I have them super high, clearly demonstrating that. Uh, but hey, I'll be cheering super hard for the Commanders this weekend. I also and think what maybe your, their coach, his job is on the line, so maybe he'll want to win. Rivera's job very well maybe in the line. And what was your confidence for the boys? Oh, sorry, yep, I didn't even say. Uh, I put them at 15. Whoa. Okay. Well, this is my most confident game of the week. I got the Cowboys at 16. So don't cheer for the Commanders too hard because it's looking like this is going to be our 16. Yeah, as Max said. You're not going to put the Lions at 16? You know, you know, 16, 11, 15, 16. Uh, The weight kind of feels a little stronger on the 15, 16. We'll, we'll, We'll talk. How about that? Yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll talk. We'll talk. My heart has a lot of weight, though, too, in it. And my heart it's will a, be with the Commanders. It does. And actually, after my Taylor I just got to tell post, you that. 
you know, and after my Taylor Swift little uh, questioning there, I might yeah. have to go with the. <laughs> I might have to go with the Lions at sixteen. I might have. Uh, that might be my only way out of the hole here. So maybe, uh, maybe we're going Detroit at sixteen. But <laughs> yeah, like you said, Cowboys have everything to play for. They were looking like they were going to be the wild card again, and thanks to the Eagles stumbling, bumbling, and and uh, Jalen Hurts in the last couple weeks. No offense, Jalen, you're still a stud. Uh, Cowboys own the uh, rights to the NFC North. If they beat the Commanders, they win the division. If they lose and the Lions win, they are dropping down to the five seed. So that's all that's at stake in this game. Commanders don't have anything to play for. I did see that Howell is starting, so they're starting their their big boys. And the Cowboys are not great on the road, but out of all these other games, I couldn't couldn't convince myself that anything was more likely than the Cowboys beating the Commanders. So that's why I got them at 16. And uh, you said this was the last afternoon game? No, I think there's one more. Huh, I'm looking and it actually looks like this was the last afternoon game. Very nice uh, escape attempt there. And with that, <laughs> without giving her too much time to prepare here, we would love to hear our second advertisement <clears throat> of this this podcast. Okay. Uh, well, let me just preface this advertisement here with the fact that uh, over Christmas, as we've mentioned, we did go overseas. And one of the locations that we went to was Zurich, Switzerland, where we took a tour of the Lint Chocolate Factory. So this NFL Week 18 Making Waves episode is brought to you by Lint Chocolate. And I have a little wrapper right here from a little lint ball I was chewing on. Wow. Lint Chocolate Factory. It is so yummy. Lint Chocolate. Delicious and in my tummy. I love Lint Chocolate. It's so good. Mm-mm, yeah. Lint Chocolate Factory. Sponsoring all your chocolate needs and making waves. <laughs> I was wondering how long that was going to go. <laughs> I was too. Lint, I really didn't know where it was going. You know what? I like the tune. It was very it was very light, which is great because it's chocolate. Everyone loves chocolate. Um, did you mention the price or is it just free because it's in the factory? Uh, it's free actually. And that is true. If you take the Lint Chocolate Tour, unlimited free chocolate. Wow. Everybody head to Zurich. Um, head to yeah, the Lint super Factory. Super cheap. Super cheap. Just buy a flight over to Sweats. Super cheap. Just just go to Zurich and uh, yeah, enjoy some chocolate. And um, yeah, Mac is still enjoying it a week week after they got back. So I am. Yeah, I had to be rolled great. out of there. I'll tell you that much because it was a lot of chocolate. I mean, hey, sounds like you got your uh, your fair share of chocolate. So you did we it did. right. The tickets for the for the tour is like fifteen dollars. So you definitely Whoa. get your fair share of the fifteen dollars by endless unlimited chocolate when you're on the tour. Okay. So 15 bucks, all you can eat, all you can drink, it sounds like. Doesn't get well, better than that. No drinking, Wait. but there is liquid fountains that you put a spoon under as many times as you want. I guess that's kind of like drinking. I was say, kind of drinking the chocolate because I saw the I videos know, of you yeah. and Nick enjoying yourself. So all it you can eat good. chocolate, all you can drink chocolate. Lint, thank you so much for sponsoring this episode. We love you. Lint chocolate, chocolate factory is so yummy. That's <laughs> very, very nice. So yummy in the tummy. And with that, speaking of yummy in the tummy, with, the, that, the, with an hour and a half <laughs> under our belt, oh let's my move gosh. into the final game of week 18, the arguably the best game on the docket. Both teams have so much to play for. Both teams are electric at times. Um, this is a big one. And I think that's why they moved it to the last game of the week. We've got they flexed the, it. 
Yep, they did. They flexed it down, and it's a big one. So I'll be tuning in for sure. I hope you will be as well. I have no well, doubt. Absolutely. We have the Buffalo Bills at Miami Dolphins. Speaking of yummy, speaking of Lent, this is the yummiest and most attractive game oh, of is, the week. Oh, this is yummy. This is a yummy game in my tummy. This is yummy in the tummy. Mmm, this game's good. Can't wait to watch it. There's a lot on the line in this game, and I'm going to run through real quick. Is this my game or yours? This is you. This is okay. all you, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm sure your uh, your cheeks hurt from uh, singing that little jingle, so I'll give you a couple minutes to, oh, yes. to recoup Thank you. there. I need, I need to prep my uh, argument as well. Oh, I, I figured as much. I know this is the seven out of seventh game that we have differently, so I'm going to jump into the, uh, the clinching scenario. So a lot on the line here. So for the Buffalo Bills, they're going into Miami for the last game of the 2023-24 regular season. And, ooh, boys and girls, Buckle up. There is a lot, like I said, on the line. So with a win, they clinch the East straight up, which is crazy because a handful of weeks ago, it looked like the Bills were done for. They'd lost a string of games. They were under 500, and they had the hardest portion of their schedule coming up. Against all odds, with all their injuries, they have won week and week and week out, week in. And the Bills, if they win, they clinch the division straight up. To, to clinch a wild card, they just need to tie. So if they lose, basically, they would need a Steelers loss or a Jacksonville loss to get in the playoffs. So to make this clear, they win, they win the division. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If they lose, they need a Steelers loss or a Jacksonville loss to clinch one of the last two wildcard spots. For the Dolphins, a team that uh, just suffered a pretty horrific loss, sorry, Noah, to the uh, juggernaut Ravens on Sunday, they clinch the AFC East, just like the Bills, with a win. They have already clinched a playoff spot no matter what. So if they win, they win the East. With that being said, jumping into the game, this was tough. And I was going back and forth because the Bills are red hot. The Bills have won a lot of games in a row. And the Bills are looking like the Buffalo team that we all expected to see this season. But the Dolphins have been very good at home. The Dolphins have had the most electric offense in the NFL for a lot of the season. And I think that Hard Rock Stadium is just going to be rocking. I think McDaniels is going to have a really good game plan. And I just think Tyreek and Tua and A-Chain and Mostert and all these guys are going to be a little too much for a banged-up D um, in Buffalo to handle. So I am a little high on this one. I was going back and forth, but somehow I ended up with the Dolphins at a confidence level of a touchdown with an extra point, seven. Uh-oh, are you talking? Nothing's coming through. Oh, yep, I am. Sorry, I apologize. I was muted. There you uh, are. Yes, I assumed it was a seven. I had looked at what was left, and so if it wasn't a seven, there was going to be a duplicate somewhere. So, yeah, touchdown of a seven. Thank goodness. I went Bills here, and this is actually one that I went Bills not because I thought you were going to choose the Dolphins, but I truly do believe the Bills are going to win this game. Whoa. In this must-win situation for the Bills, I mean, talk about script writing, right? This is this is what the playoff, or I'm sorry, the schedule makers hope for and dream for is a scenario like this, the last week of the season, and it's teams that are so good and so solid and have the potential to be Super Bowl contenders fighting it out for a playoff spot. Love to see it. Love to see it as a fan. But all that to say, the reason I think the Bills are going to win this game, for them, and I, I'm sorry you said this, but for the Bills, they lose. They're, they're, they have some other options and ways to get in. That's the same for the Dolphins, right? If they lose, it's not necessarily you're out. 
but it's either you're Dol- the two seed or you're further on. Dolphins have clinched the playoff spot already. The Bills have not. So okay. worst comes to worst, the Dolphins with a loss are still in. Yeah, okay. All right, perfect. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, so either way, they both have a shot with a loss, but it feels like the stakes are so high that for the Bills, yeah. it feels like they have to win. they are got to control their own fate. they got to control their own destiny. The reason I think they're going to be able to do it, one, the Bills have been on an upward trajectory as of late. The past few weeks, the Bills have been looking pretty solid. The team that I think we all hoped for and planned for and thought about when we thought about the Bills preseason, when Bob made the Bills pick preseason for the Super Bowl contender, I think they've been looking more like a team that we have been anticipating to see. Josh Allen's been kind of coming into his own with all of his rushing touchdowns. Obviously, he's such a dual threat throwing, running, all the things. Yep. Beyond that, this matchup in particular has been one that has heavily favored the Bills. And the reason I was muted is because I was just looking at the numbers. So since 2020, the Dolphins and the Bills have played eight times. And of those eight times, the Bills have won seven of those games. So they have won seven of the last eight meetings with the Dolphins. It stretches well beyond that, but I was just looking at the past couple of years since 2020. Obviously, that's, you know, Josh Allen's been in his prime. Tua's been kind of in his prime. So I was trying to look at those matchups specifically. That that stat held true this year when they played earlier this season, and the Bills dismantled the Dolphins 48-20. to Beyond that, the Dolphins are kind of coming off of a really brutal loss to the Ravens. I know they've got something to prove heading into the playoffs after that loss. I know they're going to be looking to bounce back. I don't know. I just kind of feel that the Bills are going to be be able to capitalize on that, jump on that bandwagon, kind of stick the knife in a little bit further, control their own destiny, make their way into the playoffs, snag that number two seed. And I just see it all unfolding right before me. And that's what I'm going with. I've got the bills and I've Can got I guess? Them. Yeah. If I guess right, can you Venmo me like a hundred bucks or something? Mm, no, I won't Venmo you, but I will say good job. Okay. I'm going to guess. I know this is like a one in 16 odds. I was going to say like four, maybe. Good job. Yeah. Four. That's amazing. You don't seem that surprised, which is. No, kind of you know, I, I don't know. Just, you know, process of elimination, but so proud of you, Bob. Great job. Counting. Thank you. Okay. Sorry. Sorry to steal your uh, spotlight <laughs> there at the end. I know it's kind of anticlimactic. Okay. No, no, you're fine. But yep, I, I went, I'm going bills at four. And that is one that, was... that I actually truly, truly do believe. So if you do want to go dolphins, and if we end up going dolphins, certainly do not think they should be at seven. Cause I actually really do believe the bills are going to win that game. No, I agree that it should be pretty low, and I figured that you would be not at one or two on the Bills. So we will we'll chat, we'll discuss. There's only really two games out of the seven that I'm really passionate about. My boys are absolutely one of them. No if ands or buts about it. Unfortunately, I'm gonna have to uh, I'm gonna have to stick my ground on that one. And maybe we'll get your boys at 16 in that case. Um, but yeah, this was great. It has been an awesome welcome back episode. I've missed this the last three weeks, but I'm glad that we hit the ground running. There is a lot to dive into next week, folks. We're going to know the playoff setup. We're going to know the seeding. We're going to know exactly what we have to look forward to in Wild Card Weekend. And most importantly, we're going to know whether or not the hooligans finally got the Buka Bucks. And we're going to know who's going to be chowing down on waffles. So definitely tune in next week. We're going to know a lot. Tune in next week. It'll be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Thanks, y'all. Peace.
Jeff, the Cowboys. Wow. 